0: It's the Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy Patron Bonus Episode. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of the Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy Patron Bonus Episode. I'm here with Charles Dickens, whose new book, A Tale of Two Titties, has just come out in hardback. Charles Dickens, good
1: evening. I like them titties. It's an actual quote from Charles Dickens, I'll have you know.
0: Well, you are Charles Dickens, so mm. I'm assuming if you say something, those are actual quotes. Give us another quote from Charles Dickens.
1: It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. I believe you are paraphrasing the hit
0: cultural icon, The Simpsons, at this particular point in time. No, oh, well i paraphrasing done.
1: The Simpsons, paraphrasing me, paraphrasing The Simpsons, paraphrasing me.
0: Yes, I'm sure that made sense to you eventually. Have you watched the Cheers episode where Fraser tries to read Dickens to I the have, actually, members? yes. It yes. ends with
1: people jumping out of an attack helicopter. And,
0: and yeah. Lilith, what have I done? Yeah. Mm.
1: Yes, good Classic. story that Classic. one. Classic. And that has absolutely
0: nothing to do mm. with the content we're talking about this week. I really have no idea why I started with that. But then again, I always start these episodes not knowing what's going to happen next. So we're going to be talking about New Zealand's greatest contribution to AI research, Zach. A product of the, and I'm going to say this now, terribly named the Terrible Foundation. Which seems like it kind Mm. of gives the game away from the very off. And yet at the same time, apparently didn't to a large number of people.
1: Now this, as I think we said in the main episode, we have talked about this in the past, but um, things appear to have actually wrapped up for once with one of these stories. This was something that uh, our very own David Farrier uh, has been talking about for a while, and um, even though he's had massive success with Tickled and with the Dark Tourist series on Netflix, um, he's still looking out for those weird, wacky news stories that he can digger's nails into. For a while he was talking about Bashford Antiques, an antique store in Ponsonby here in Auckland, who appeared to make all of their money by clamping the wheels of cars who parked outside their business in a very badly marked uh, private space or something.
0: Now you might think that's an odd story to be fixated upon by someone who did The Tickle King, Mm. Tickled and dark tourists, but there's also a person in the story about Bashford Antiques who claims
1: to be European royalty So it got very it did, weird did, very did quickly It quite weird um, Bashford Antiques has gone and they just changed the law actually so that the maximum you can be fined for having your wheel clamped is $100 now Yes Which some people have said, well that's that, 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 that there's no financial incentive for us to have a wheel clamping business to which people have replied Good.
0: Yeah. Mm. It turns but out anyway. you actually don't need that business.
1: No. But anyway, so that's one of the stories. But the other one has been the story of Zach, the medical AI, which is he's been coming back to over the course of a few years as new developments have come up. Um, so where to begin? Let's begin at the beginning, back
0: in 2018. Well, actually, no, it's 17. 17. well no, it actually, kind of actually goes that's, all the way that, back to why 2015. That's what I'm saying, because there's, yeah. sort of,
1: there's the earliest set-up stuff, but things didn't start getting interesting right. until Let's around Let's start with the Big
0: Bang. So we go back several right. billion years. So several billion happening?
1: years, uh, the, the the entirety of matter and time is condensed into a singularity um, in in some sort of a whole dense state and then something happened and then they might be giants sung about it and then... There was the 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 Sheldon and Leonard and all. They never really watched that show much. I actually couldn't stand it. it. was okay to begin with, and then like three seasons later, I caught an episode, and it's like, okay, so Sheldon's just a prick now. Like he went from lovable nerd to just an asshole. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Uh, so a little while after that,
0: after the the advent of
1: the Big Bang Theory, theory TV show. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I mean, a long way after the actual Big Bang.
1: Well, relatively. Unless you're a young creationist, yeah.
0: at which point it was only about 8,000 mm. years ago.
1: Um, th- this company claimed to have a, a revolutionary advance in medical technology, the artificial intelligence called Zach. And what Zach could do for you, if you were a doctor, is take a recording... Of your um, sessions with a patient, and then return to you fully typed up and formatted uh, patient notes to go into your records, uh, thus saving a lot of time and effort in, in documentation. It could also interpret
0: electrocardiogram results or ECG results, which meant you could just send these results to the AI. And then it would come back with an interpretation of them, thus saving you time.
1: Mm. So David Ferrier got interested in this partly because it kind of seemed too good to be true. The claims they, they were making about this AI um, seen, w- w- would be very impressive if they turned out to be real. Um, and partly because the people behind it seemed to be uh, somewhat, somewhat opaque in their dealings with the rest of the world. Yes, very
0: big on promoting themselves, very short on being able to support those promotions with concrete facts. So we're talking here about a father-son duo, Elbrick Whale and his father, David Whale, Elbrick likes to go by the name Albie. Albie, who set up the... Terrible Foundation, which we'll be getting to shortly, but also been involved in things like the Luminous Group. Now, back when they were being profiled, and this is actually around about 2015 or so, they claimed to have UK investors, and they claimed to have millions of dollars being put forward towards particular projects, and yet when Ferrier investigated all of these links... Their major UK investor, a guy by the name of William Creek? Creek?
1: Crack? I don't know, I'm afraid. K
0: R E U K, had Kriuk. no digital footprint whatsoever, which doesn't mean that they didn't exist, but it seemed unusual that a wealthy investor would have no contact details online at all because how else do you get in contact with your potential investor? Mm. Yeah,
1: so things seemed a little, a little suspect to begin with, um, especially looking into the details of how Zach supposedly worked. Um, anyone actually researching AI who was asked about it said that doesn't sound credible at all. Um, especially the way it worked was that you recorded your session with the patient and then communicated with Zach via email, yeah, if you sent sent the 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 recording off, and then a little while later you'd get twenty an email, minutes, or twenty so minutes or
0: so later, later. And this is dealing with one patient. Mm. You'd send one patient's recording off by email to Zach, and then twenty minutes later, typed up notes would appear in your inbox. And this led to AI researchers going, so this makes not a lot of sense for a variety of reasons. One email seems like a really unusual user interface choice. Yeah, for an AI. Two, those results, if it's simply doing a natural language pass, should be pretty much instantaneous. Three, the fact you can only do one patient at a time, as opposed to doing lots and lots simultaneously, seems to go against the way that AI research is working. And for it sounds a little bit like a scam as if you're sending your recordings off to a human being via email
1: and they're typing up your patient mm. notes and pretending to be an AI called Zach indeed yes when when asked what what would be the difference between an AI doing this and a, just some guy typing it out, they never really gave a decent response. Now there were a couple of um, a couple of medical professionals who had been trialing this service with the consent of their patients. Um, who, who would sing the praises of Zach? There was a Dr. Seddon Smith, a, G- a GP from Christchurch. Uh, Dr. John Pickering, an associate professor at Otago University, was working with them as well, and they would they would sing the praises of it, and they would 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 get quite affronted, I think, at the idea at, at any criticism. Um, how much of that was, was faith in the AI, and how much of that was, was refusal to countenance the idea that they might have been the victims of
0: a scam. To the point that one of them said, look, I'm religious, and I believe in God, but I've seen more proof of Zach's existence than I've ever seen of God's. Mm.
1: And yet wouldn't actually say exactly what that proof was. No.
0: No, so... Well, it was divine revelation. It was mm. there, that bit where... Alvin Plantinga talks about the, you know, the divinitus sentatus in the brain. There's also the divinitus AIS in the brain, which gets tickled when you have experience of an AI, which tells you the AI must necessarily be true. Mm. It's a basic fact about the world.
1: Wow. I can't refute that in any way. Yeah, so David Farrier did his, did his usual David Farrier-ish thing and would sort of ask, per- persistently ask questions. He actually got to meet the whales at one and in their, um, weird office with, with strange looking sort of um, uh, mathematical equations scribbled on the windows and whiteboard marker <coughs> and things like that and, and still never really got, got a lot of, um, of fairly extreme claims from them but never really much to back it up. There was the talk of the, the what was it, custom silicon computer networks yep. that Zach was running on and the... Um, Enormous amounts of money that he was valued at and so on and things like that. It, but it, it was just it was impossible to basically nail down any sort of concrete details about what this thing actually did, how it worked, um, and where the money was coming from. Or if indeed there was any money.
0: And that's where the update comes
1: in. Mm. Because around
0: about the time that Theria is doing his investigation, the Department of Internal Affairs which basically does the whole auditing of businesses in the country, got interested in the charitable foundation aspect of the terrible foundation, so the Wales' grant-giving body, and wanted to find out why, if they were meant to be a charitable foundation that gave out grants, they weren't giving out grants. So they wanted a little bit of investigation as to what's going on here. You say you're a charity, but you're not acting like one. And so they launched an investigation, one which Farrier tried to find out as much information as possible. And then in December of last year, the DIA released their findings. And the findings were
1: not a very good look. No, indeed, um Albie Whale and his father were have found to engaged in quote serious wrongdoing. Well that sounds serious.
0: It does. It's got the word serious mm. in it with the word wrong mm. joined up with the word doing directly directly afterwards. That so sounds like a very active
1: seriousness mm. that they've been mm. doing, and it sounds wrong. It does. Yes, I mean the um the, the the details of the report sound quite similar to the details of David Ferrier's um uh, investigations. They didn't. They, they had a, a very hard time getting straight answers out of anyone. Apparently, any time they would ask them questions of. Uh, Albie Whale, David Whale uh, Dr Seddon Smith, Dr Melanie Atkinson who is another trustee um, each would always sort of say pa- pass the question off to each other that no, no one would ever answer, they'd say oh you have, you'll have to ask him, oh and then he'd say yeah, I don't you'll know have that much about you'll that, have As you
0: that. have to ask Albie about that and Albie would go no actually uh, I think you'll find that Melanie knows more about that, Melanie will say no no you need to talk with Albie mm. or oh, Albie doesn't know, well you know you can always ask Robert, Rob- Robert will know about that, oh Robert doesn't know, ask David. It.
1: Mm. And to the extent that they did give answers they were inconsistent, misleading and untruthful. Um, among uh, Apart from the claims that appeared to be more fanciful. I mean this was around the time uh, as I recall from David Ferrier's reporting they were starting to say things like that um, Zach was acting as the CEO of their company, um, that people were claiming to have had phone conversations with Zach, that Zach was now able to actually to, to, to place phone calls and speak to people. But basically, the uh, uh, the DIA also tried to interview Zach. Well, yes, yes. In response to these claims that Zach could be spoken to, they said, "Well, can we speak to him then?" And that uh, that did not happen, I believe.
0: They did get an initial email where it appeared that Zach was trying to get information about them, but that then didn't seem to go anywhere. No. And we should say. Zack allegedly sent an email to get information from them since I think the, the lead is not particularly well buried here. We don't think Zack actually exists. No,
1: it does not appear to be any, any tangible evidence that that's the case. Apparently at one point Albie claimed that they got Zack from Mars.
0: So it was asked where did you get the technology from and he said technically, Mars, mm. which, which means not quite, yeah.
1: that he's pals with Andy Bishago. Oh my
0: God we ha- we why why are we doing an expose on the friends of Aunt Andy? We
1: should be lauding them we should I don't know something's gone horribly wrong here, but let's put that to one side. We have failed you, Andy once mm. again um so the the the, the eventual finding uh, that they concluded that um, there's basically no evidence that the terrible foundation is this large multinational uh, corporation that they claim to be um, they basically found that as as we were saying before it was always a little bit unclear exactly who was doing the duping and who was being duped? Were these doctors actually working with the whales to perpetuate their con or had they actually bought the con that the whales had, had given to them and, and um, didn't want to admit you know, to themselves or others that they'd been duped? Uh, the DIA's opinion basically seemed to be that um, the whales were the ones doing the, the fooling of people and that doctors Atkinson and Seddon Smith um, were, were basically not... Not, not in on the con, at least, but um, probably not doing their duties as proper trustees of this organisation to now know the what the hell it's doing.
0: open question here is why? Why did they do this?
1: Well, a guy I work with sold his car to another guy and um, I don't know exactly so what...
0: So you should stop the story there. Okay. And, go, and, and I think <laughs> and that explains everything. I think everything. that explains the
1: whole lot. No, he... um. I, I can't remember exactly how it worked out but the, the guy had given him evidence like a bank statement showing him that he had the money to pay for my workmate's car and due to the arrangement my lawyer actually gave the guy his car without getting the money first and then didn't hear from the guy again and had to do all sorts of following up to try and find this guy and get his money out of them and eventually the police were involved but, but, but purely because he'd given him a, a a faked bank statement, so that was actual fraud. So the police, you know, if it had just been a guy had stiffed him um, on his on his payment, then he may well have been out of luck completely. But basically, the police got involved. They found the guy who, at that stage, had already tinted the windows and started modding the car, and and we all sort of had to ask, what the hell was this dude thinking? And I kind of wonder, maybe some people are just kind of fantasists. Some people. Some people maybe just think that if they can talk fast enough, shit will turn out the way they want it to. Well, see, my theory is a
0: variation of that, and it's the VW emissions scandal all over again. So the thing about the VW emissions scandal was that VW was engaged in a research program to create a new emissions reduction technology because what they didn't want to do was licensed tech from another car manufacturer because that meant that every year they had to pay a license fee and every car they sold had to be licensed as well. So you've got two revenue streams going to a competitor which you want to keep to yourself and also you want to sell your tech on to other companies. So they spent a large amount of money trying to get this emissions reduction technology to work And it was getting somewhere, but it A, wasn't as good as the tech they were already using and B, wasn't reliable. So what they did was they faked their emissions using various sophisticated cheat devices in tests in the UK and the EU. Because they thought in a few years time, it won't matter. We're cheating now, but once the tech is up and running in a few years time, If we're not caught, it's going to be fine, and we'll have cars that actually do have reduced emissions after all. And so you get this notion that we've got a really great idea, we've got a proof of concept which is kind of fudged, but with work we can make it do what we're going to do, and then eventually the tech doesn't come to fruition, but you've already got people on board, you have to maintain the fraud to keep them, Because if you lose them, then A, you lose your first round of backers, and B, you get a lot of bad press. So you continue the con to keep them alive, and you keep spending their money or using their expertise to try and develop something in the background. So I imagine this is that classic case of two people going, I bet we can make a really good natural language passing AI that will do a very specialized task. So doctor's notes, given that doctors use technical terms and they have, in theory, a kind of standardized note-taking system. You've got a AI which has easy targets to hit with a limited language set to work with. Shouldn't be that difficult, surely, to make an AI that can take patient notes and then produce a written-up form quite quickly. Turns out that our first pass at the Natural Language Parser isn't very good, so we'll just employ someone to sit in a room, take those recordings, type them up, whilst we work on the AI over there, it's not getting any better, they're convinced we've got an AI which is working, we've got to maintain the calm, oh god, this is my life now.
1: Mm. Well, it's possibly a more charitable interpretation. And indeed, returning to my example of the, the guy ripping off the guy buying a car, we the, the, our two theories were either this person was just just living in a dream world and thought they could just things would magically work out, or possibly they had convinced themselves that they don't have the money now, but if they can just stall the guy for a bit, then they'll get the money together and we'll be able to pay for him. I'm good for it, man. So, yeah. Come on. So, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose... It's 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 one thing to to um, say oh you know we we haven't quite got this AI working so we need to just just for the greater good perpetuate the sort of a con and another to start talking about getting things from Mars and 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 weird computer technology that doesn't appear to exist and AIs that are essentially magical so I don't know if there might be a, a small amount of, of delusion yeah, there the as well. The Mars thing
0: does indicate some degree of fan. Tasmagorical thinking,
1: unless I mean I don't know if we know the context. If, he, if, well, if that yes. was said I mean, with an eye thing. roll yeah. or a or a wink, or a, you know, if, if the guy or or just you know was saying it because he literally had nothing and thought I'll just say whatever first comes to my head. We don't know.
0: But yes, it's it's an interesting story, and it's just kind of fascinating that a story which. When you first hear it, it, seems so incredible that you go, how can anyone believe it? Does seem to have taken in an associate professor at the University of Otago. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, that that I think is possibly the more surprising aspect of it. I mean, if, if these people are just con men um, or even, you know, well-intentioned con men, um that's one thing, but actual medical professionals buying into it to the level that some of them did. I mean, going back to David Ferrier's earlier examples, they really, um, I, th- I think it was Dr. Seddon-Smith was the one who really did seem to get, get quite irate at being questioned as to whether or not this thing he's interfacing with is, is what it claims to be. Indeed, when the DIA were interviewing
0: him, he actually talks about David Farrier as being a bit of a conspiracy
1: theorist. Mm, mm. Yeah, so it's odd to see professional people and experts in the field, but I guess not in the field of, of AI and computer systems, um, buying into the whole thing. Yeah. Mm. So yes, a curious little tale. And one which actually appears to have come to a decent sort of a conclusion. Oh, I, David Ferry always has a part three. Well, I mean, this is part five now or something. Yeah, I so think he's true. gone to enough of it. I mean, I don't know the tickled Kind of screeched to a halt a little bit when um, the guy they were investigating died, or allegedly. allegedly yeah, yes, although it looks dead, like he really, is really did, quite yeah, yeah. He is dead. he's uh, dead. Although his empire still appears to continue in his absence, um, and is diversifying. Mm. But for now, at least, um, it doesn't look like uh, Zack, the amazing medical AI, is going to be making any more any more statements anytime soon, unless
0: Zack gets in contact with us.
1: Mm. Via Andy Bishago, I assume.
0: Well, they, they've both been to
1: Mars. Mm. Or maybe he'll go and talk to Clearview AI. and So they'll have a thing where they can, you can upload a photo of your face and then he'll transcribe your medical history based upon it. Cancer, mm. cancer, 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 cancer. I assume that's how it'll work, yeah. Yeah, mm. precisely. Uh, so I think that's it. It this. is indeed. Um, so we'll be back next
0: week with a news episode for those of you who are a news patron listeners, uh, because I you are episode. don't know why I said for those of you who are patrons, because you are, you if, are you're, a, if you're listening to this. Yes. Although occasionally I do make the mistake of of forgetting to put this as a patron only broadcast via Podbean, so occasionally some people do get to listen to it outside of it I apologise for Podbean is this weird thing when, when you upload things to it sometimes when the upload finishes, it resets a whole bunch of buttons, which means you have clicked patron only, and then the upload completes, and you don't notice it's actually gone to everyone, which is basically me admitting that I probably should spend more time looking at the screen rather than going, has it finished uploading? Post.
1: Mm, There you go, a little tantalizing glimpse behind the curtain for you. But next month, we've got some humdingers of stories. We do, actually. We've been saving up a few interesting ones.
0: One of which is quite, is going to be quite surprising, mm. especially given given how early we'll be revealing the surprise. It will,
1: yes. To say any more would probably give away too much. It's true. Mm. Uh, so keep on listening, and you'll find out. Uh, but for now, I guess all we can do is say goodbye.
0: Totally pip pip,
1: and also goodbye.
0: Da 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 da.